0: Just when we thought the Alabama Crimson Tide was out of the picture, they find a way to annoy us more. And then Ohio State annoys us even more. At least we got Clemson out of the picture and calmed down the Colorado fans. We'll talk about all that and a lot more on sixth year seniors.
1: Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm tired of losing to Purdue. I'm not here to this week. That's why I got a scholarship. That's why i was an All-American, in Michigan.
0: I've heard it called my different names all over the world, but it's all the same. It's Division I football.
1: It's a big twelve.
0: Brother. Oh, yeah. I could give a shit about North Carolina right now. Only one way. Only
1: one way yeah. Mikey, how you doing? I'm great. I told you offline at length why I'm great. My baby brother got married over the weekend. It was a good weekend. Carolina even won. I was convinced that they were gonna gonna ruin the day. Everything, every stinking thing hit on Saturday, except for the plays I gave you on Wednesday. But we'll talk about that more on Wednesday. It was a good weekend, fun day of football. It didn't live up to the hype. The even the uh, even the main event there at night was a little underwhelming until they booked the finish really strong. But you know you take what you can get. Uh, it was a good day of football.
0: It was an entertaining day of football, yes, even if the results didn't go our way. Although I have to say, one of the last things I said in Wednesday's show was make sure you get the best number you can, especially yes. the, the games around three. So a buddy of mine texted me as we were recording the Wednesday show and said, hey, I'm heading down to my local fan duel. Can I place any bets for you? And I'm like, let me see what Mikey and I have. And it turns out we had the four mortgage plays, went two and one on the official recording. But wouldn't you know it, at FanDuel, at that mm. moment, Notre Dame was plus three and the hook. Bang. So somebody went three and one on his mortgage plays this
1: weekend. Depends on when you get your number. Absolutely. Which pisses me off because I got a bad number earlier in the week and I would have had it had, had I been able to wait. But it is what it is. When you got shit going for the weekend, sometimes you you just got to roll with the punches.
0: Uh, I had three pushes this week. Not only was Notre Dame a push, Rutgers was a push. And then, late night on the island, Hawaii could only push. All three of them should have won. It's frustrating, I know. And Mississippi should have won. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. So let's start with the best game of the weekend yeah, on prime time. No, we're not talking about Dion. Ohio State 17, Notre Dame 14. What a kick in the balls. Chip him, pulls through the middle with no time left on the clock. Gives the Buckeyes a dramatic victory at Notre Dame. How that happened? That's where a late flag or a referee's intervention says, no, he's short and
1: Notre Dame wins the game, right? That's what hap- that's what used to happen in the old days. But now there's you know now we've got to protect some other brands here. It's not just Notre Dame. I saw an article today which I'm going to say this with a caveat. Um this the statement I am about to to say is wildly hilariously false, but there is some there's something to it. It was from the Athletic. I don't remember who who wrote it. Said that this was the worst Notre Dame, uh, the, the the biggest kick of the balls as far as a Notre Dame loss in history. Which I know for a fact it's not. Because I immediately it was like, it, it, that was not the Boston College loss. I was going to say, that's Boston College. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The week after the game of the century, they lose to Boston College to the J-O-B at home to Boston College. Uh, this Ohio State team is better than that Boston College team. Um, that Notre Dame team had higher... Aspirations than this Notre Dame team. Not to say that this Notre Dame couldn't, couldn't, or can't rally to come back and, you know, make the football playoff. And once you, you know, once you get in the playoff, you know, anything can happen. Although often times in the college football playoff, it doesn't happen. But Notre Dame has law has been on the wrong side of these types of games for a good while now. I'm you remember? I think this game was actually. I don't think this happened in in, in South Bend, but I think it was I think it was in Tallahassee few years back where where Notre Dame got called for the pick play and they called the offensive pass interference on the touchdown that would have won the game at the end. You remember that? Five, six years ago? Oh man, no. I, I, I can remember something from thirty
0: years ago. Apparently I can't remember something from five or six can't
1: years. Can't remember ago. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I we I had a conversation with somebody about that over the weekend. How how it's it's a it's a strange, strange thing that you can't remember what happened last week. Totally remember everything that happened thirty years ago. They dropped a couple of close games to Georgia, home and home, somewhat recently. There's been a few other games where Notre Dame's come out on the on the on the wrong side here. But yeah, this was a big time, big time kicking the balls for Notre Dame. Despite all that, um, I felt like they got outplayed in the first half. It never felt like they were ever in control of the game. And then one thing leads to another, and they take the lead in the fourth quarter. And it's like, oh my goodness, they might actually have a shot at this. And then when they get the stop on this hilarious, hilarious run, run Ryan Day out of Columbus fourth and inches jet sweep call. That was beautiful. I thought the Irish had it after that. Yeah. That was the game. That was the game. And somehow they pissed it away.
0: They gave Ohio State a buck 20 to play with and it was enough. And I guess you got to give Kyle McCord credit because as much as everybody is land-based in McCord, he did a nice job getting Ohio State down the field with not a lot of time left.
1: There were a few good throws on that drive. He he earned his strikes for sure. Big-time moment, big-time environment, millions of people watching at home. You have been under the gun for, for a month now saying, are you really good enough to be the Ohio State's quarterback? And he stepped up to the plate and nailed it. It helps that Notre Dame only puts 10 players on the field for the last two plays. Tw- yeah, twice.
0: twice! Twice!
1: Twice. How do you do How- it twice? That's coaching malpractice. For, for, for as, as much as you want to run Ryan Day out of Columbus for, getting, for calling the jet sweep, which Notre Dame had the entire way, it was, an, it was not close. Once he got out to the edge, it immediately immediately closed off. For as bad as that was, you have got to bang on Marcus Freeman for 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 such a ridiculous gaffe, because they ran it right at the hole where there was no defensive yeah, end. Exactly. Do,
0: does it help or hurt Freeman that he admitted fault to it?
1: I, th- I certainly think it helps. If you play if you play ignorant on it, that does nobody any favors. So yeah, if you screw it up, yeah, go out there and own it. It doesn't earn you a mulligan, but you you at least still have some respect. I think. I think so, but I
0: think people are going to use this as a reason why he's not a good coach for many years to come.
1: They were going to use it anyway, so you might as well just go ahead and and, and say it. That's that, that's the deal.
0: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough.
1: True. That yeah. That's that's the whole. You're not going to change that. Per, the perception's not going to change. So just go ahead and own it. And be honest with it. I, like I said. I, th- I think there's a portion of the fan base who will at least respect that. Not accept it, not make it any better. Like I said, this is a ginormous, ginormous loss for Notre Dame. Yeah, the, but, hey, the you, fan you base it.
0: will accept it. The social media idiots will use oh, no. it as
1: firewood. Notre Dame had a, they had a, a path to the college football playoff. They, it's still there, but the margins are mighty, mighty thin. They've got USC coming to South Bend in a few weeks.
0: Okay, I I, um, I want to hear how you think they can
1: still get in, because I don't see a path anymore. ACC is going to be carnage. You only get one team out of the SEC. Do we really trust Texas and Oklahoma to, to thread the needle out of the Big 12? And does the Pac-12 have enough respect nationally to, to really be, unless somebody runs the table and goes undefeated, or do we really trust the the committee and whatnot to keep those good Pac Ten teams up at the top oh, 12 teams up at the top of the polls. I don't I'm not saying I'm not saying Notre Dame is out, but it, they have no margin for error and they need help. They do not have they do not control their own destiny anymore, that's for sure. Well that's just it.
0: I think Ohio State must win the Big Ten. Because if Michigan State, yeah. or if Ohio State doesn't win the Big Ten then the team that beats Ohio State gets in, and Ohio State says,
1: we beat Notre Dame. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, Ohio State absolutely has to win the Big Ten. And So you're
0: saying if Northwestern wins the Big somebody Ten, else... Notre Dame,
1: screwed. Yes, that's exactly what I'm they, saying. They are, the, they are the favorite now in the West, right? After the Magic they pulled out Saturday, <laughs> yeah, they might be. But we'll talk about the shit show that's the Big Ten West later. That, that, <laughs> that is definitely on the... On the Way, way undercard. We're not even talking like jerking the curtain here. We're talking they're they're wrestling in the parking lot outside the arena just trying to, to, to hustle a few bucks by the fans coming in the building here.
0: So does this change your mind about Ohio State? Are they better than we
1: thought, or they just get lucky? I think it's a little bit of both. I, 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 I do think that this is a huge step for Kyle McCord. I think having this game under his belt and coming through in the moment like that the confidence that gives a young quarterback is incalculable. It's, it, that's going to be huge for him. Um, I do worry about the Marvin Harrison injury being carried off there in the second quarter. Did, did he even come back? I didn't have sound at the, at the bar we were at. You know,
0: that's a good question because
1: I would I t- have thought they would have made a big deal about it. And I never saw him back on the field, but again, I didn't have a full attention on the game either. Monkeys in the truck. What do you have to say about Marvin Harrison
0: for two guys who uh, were doing more drinking than watching football this weekend? Monkeys in the truck. Fill him in. Uh, he did come back, toughed it out. Might miss a week or two. Probably one of those things where we won't know until Thursday or Friday how bad that ankle is once the swelling
1: goes down and maybe they get you know, an MRI on it.
0: But he did come back.
1: He was not a factor in this game, and, and and you know the injury is certainly part of that. Credit Notre Dame for some, because that was like I think late second quarter when when that happened. He is an X factor for Ohio State because if he is on the field and healthy, he's a game breaker. So if they don't have him at full strength, that I, I that's going to be an obvious limit on their ceiling because he I mean he is a elite level one percent of the one percent type playmaker in college football right now. Um,
0: yeah, he he's got it, a month though until he's
1: needed. Until they really exactly, I do. I October twenty one against Penn State. I think Ohio. I, I think Ohio State is is a little bit better than they showed us the first three weeks. Being able to go on the road and win this type of game in that environment. Uh, says a lot to the team, and they won ugly. This was I mean, it was three nothing at halftime. It was not a pretty game. It wasn't like they got out there and got you know were able to let the offense go and get some stuff done. They won the game with their defense. They limited Sam Hartman, Ohio State. I, I think the questions are answered for now as far as uh, their ceiling, and we know what that ceiling is:
0: the ability to lose to Georgia in the national
1: title game. Ah, uh, well.
0: Not so fast, my friend. But yes. So you're saying they might not even get to the national title game? I'm saying Georgia might not get to
1: the national title game. Oh, come on. We'll see. We'll see.
0: What, you think Alabama's going to beat Georgia? Alabama got oh. damn lucky as it. You see, that's called, that's called a transition, Mikey. Come on. catch, Keep up. Keep up. <laughs> uh,
1: uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, no. I'm not. I'm still not sold on Alabama. Alabama beats Ole Miss 24-10 in the, in, in the Alabama Dynasty on a pole match, which Lane Kiffin apparently challenged him to earlier in the week. Alabama keeps the Dynasty. They're, they're, they're still alive. Uh, the program is not on fire yet, even though we may be able to see the, uh, the flames on the horizon. We had this one on at the reception. I thought the game was over when Milro threw the interception in the end zone at the end of the first half. And I'm like, oh, man, this is, oh, it's, it's about to get bad now. It never happened. Bama came out in the second half and dominated the game. What the hell? What the hell happened?
0: Well, it, it was all defense, which surprised me because, you know, Lane Kiffin, offensive genius, they held Jackson Dart to 20 of 35, passing 244 yards. They were 3 of 14 on third down. This wasn't an offensive miracle by Alabama by any means. No, no, absolutely not. stepped up. The question is, Is can the defense continue to step up, considering that they have a subpar offense that's going to keep that defense on the field for probably 35 minutes a game? And I say no. I think Bama is still going to lose a couple times over the course of this regular season and
1: will not win the SEC West. They've at least kept themselves in the position to win the SEC West. Yes, they're, but they're but I'm, in I'm, position. I'm, I'm with you, though. The offense isn't going to win them games. The defense is going to have to step up. The this defense is I still it still feels like a step behind some of these other Bama defenses that we've seen over the years. But it's not the liability that the offense is, and I do think, and this goes back to my you know backed into a corner theory. I do think the defense is 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 the answer for Alabama they're they're going to have to win the games here they're going to have to fire up they're going to have to find ways to make turnovers um, win the field possession game and, and put the offense in the simplest situations they can to be successful the margin of error for the offense is just too slim that being said Nick Saban knows how to coach a damn defense I can see them doing that again the the ceiling on this Alabama team is lower than we've seen a ceiling for an Alabama team in a long time. But there are some... Somebody else made the, the comparison this weekend, and I had the same thoughts as we were going through the week. There are some similarities to the to the 2015 Alabama team, which was limited at quarter. They had Jake Coker and, and relied on defense to really be, be the game changer for them. That team managed to somehow make it all the way in the national championship, and lost on the final possession to Clemson. So it can be done, but I I do think that the rest of the game has caught up to where Alabama was at. And when Alabama's, when, when, when everybody steps up, when everybody accelerates and catches you, you can't slow down, and that's what Alabama's done here. They win the game on Saturday that they absolutely had to win, but they've still got work to do. The struggle for the Crimson Tide is far from over. I just don't
0: think their defense is good enough to carry this football team. This is a above-average defense, but that's about it. There's going to come a time where the defense is relied on too much and they're going to break. I, the schedule they oh, we have. Saw, we, we saw what Texas did to them. We saw yeah. what Texas did to them. They can be had for sure. Uh, you look at their schedule. October 7th at Texas A&M, second road game in a row. That's a danger mark. Two weeks after that, Tennessee comes to town. That's a danger, Mark. LSU, two weeks after that, there's another potential loss. Then they have to go to Kentucky on November 11th. Any four of those games, they can lose. I don't think Alabama has enough margin for error to be able to run that table. They'll
1: lose at least one of those, if not two. Don't go ahead and throw this out here, and it sounds ridiculous after the results this weekend and what we've seen already. But they've got to go to Auburn, too. Yep. And I know Auburn's not great, but that's the Iron Bowl. You throw everything out on that. That is not an easy game.
0: I have a feeling that by the time they get to that Auburn game, it may not mean anything, which would just give
1: Auburn more reason to win it. Yeah, mean anything as far as Alabama's championship aspirations. Absolutely.
0: Another team whose championship aspirations are definitely over. Clemson losing to Florida State thirty-one to twenty-four
1: in overtime. That was beautiful. There was all this talk about you know what's Clemson gonna do? How are they gonna adapt? All this stuff. And the big move that the big move that Clemson made during the week was was bringing in the bringing in the kicker. Yeah, the the, neat little camp, story. Yeah. Yeah, fun little story, and just so comes down to where he's got a he's got a thirty-something yarder to to tie the game or to 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 go ahead in the game lay and he shanked it the poor kid son shanked it. there's a reason you were a backup all those exactly. years every I think everybody in the building knew that he was going to miss the field goal I, I I was watching it with no sound and everybody there knew he was going to miss the field goal and sure enough he I, was,
0: I didn't I didn't think it uh, let's see was the sound down or up at that point so, at that point, we're sitting at the bar. we just walked in about half hour before. We're getting the TV set up right for Mississippi, Bama, and Colorado, Oregon. And, yeah, Florida State, Clemson was sitting right in front of us. Sound was on. I didn't think he'd miss it, but it, at that point, I hadn't heard that story yet. My buddy tells me the story right after he misses the field
1: goal. Oh, no. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he says. He says, wait a minute, that was the Clemson kicker, right? I, I said, yeah. He goes, that dude wasn't on their team last week, and he tells me. Yeah, exactly.
1: Similar. Which which it was the first drive of the game. Clemson goes down and kicks the field goal. It was a longer field goal than that. Uh, it was a forty something yarder, and it was like, okay, great. You know, the, the announcement. McDonough's on there. Yeah, you know, just joined the team this week. Get that uh, you know, get that first kick up and out of the way, and it's gotta. That's gonna have to calm the nerves for for Clemson here. And then, of course, it comes down to the final kick. Props to Clemson for making that a game. They gave uh, they gave Florida State offense fits for a good chunk of that game. I know Jordan Travis was banged up. But Clemson came to play. Credit the effort uh, from the Tigers. But Florida State just a little too much.
0: A little too much. But, man, there was a, there was a point where Clemson could have closed the door on them. Remember, yep. they were up 24-17 and driving. When Klubnik got nailed by uh, Kalen Deloach, and then Deloach returns that fumble for a touchdown. All of a sudden, it went from being possibly 31-17 at
1: 24-24. Yeah, yep.
0: But yeah, it really nice to see that makes Clemson 0-2 in the ACC. And that's just beautiful. That's just beautiful.
1: Yeah, it the the path to them even making the ACC championship at this point is, is quite a bit convoluted. I don't see any world we live in where a Ten and two, or at that point eleven and two, ACC champion makes the college football playoff. Yeah, I think Clemson is is, is all but done at that point.
0: The way They're the gone. schedule is set up, I, I can't see a two loss team being in second place.
1: It's just it's not going to AC- happen. It's the ACC. I, I'm not writing anything off on. On a on a two loss team making the conference title game, I know even without the divisions now.
0: No, nah, um, no, nah, Carolina, Louisville, Florida State. Two of those three teams are going to finish with
1: one loss. What if one finishes with zero losses?
0: Well, I mean, and it's, that, not,
1: and, and it's not Florida State. Go ahead and crown Louisville now. Is that yes. What you're saying? Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> speaking speaking of crowned champions early the 2023 national champion uh Colorado Buffaloes went on the road this week. What and what happened?
0: Now we know what they are. Colorado is oh what God. they is and that is a 42 to 6 loser to Oregon. We saw exactly what was going to happen. Sanders can't do it alone. He plays the entire game. He gets the shit kicked out of him. But Colorado keeps trying. They score a late touchdown. Then they get the extra point
1: blocked. I love that. That was the – I saw that at the end. Uh, I'd long turned the game off at that point. Oh, we, uh, we had to. Yeah, two. so they got the, the, the extra kick blocked.
0: I think it was early in the third quarter. Uh, somebody at the bar wanted to see the Sac State game. And at that point, Ole Miss and Alabama were still close. So we're like, we're, we're, we're like negotiating, trying to figure out which TVs going where. Got the Ole Miss game on, put the Sac State game on. They put Colorado off in a corner for anybody who
1: wanted to watch that still. Colorado got bumped for Sac State. State. I don't care if you're in Sacramento. Colorado got bumped for Sac State. That's how bad it got. (laughs) My God.
0: I was disappointed. Bo Nix only threw for, I think it was 217 yards in the first half. Finished with 276. They dominated Colorado enough that Oregon had short fields most of the time. And and you just saw it. Colorado is limited beyond their half a dozen guys who are really, really good. And one of them is in the hospital with a lacerated kidney right now. Or a lacerated liver or a lacerated something or another. Whatever it was. They, They don't have a lot of secondary talent. And now next week, they have to go... And play USC, who's going to do the exact same Holy thing?
1: more. yeah, but but that doesn't stop Fox from taking the big noon kickoff pregame show to uh, to Boulder again next week, despite what we just saw, because Fox doesn't know any better, of course not.
0: Well, and it's a nine a.m. start. Right? Grant nine a.m. Vegas start. Granted, that is ten a.m. in Boulder, but by God, USC in Colorado at ten a.m. local.
1: Well, they 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 played the the Nebraska Colorado game was in Boulder and they had the early kick too. So they're they're, you know, sometimes you have to make those sacrifices for the extra media attention, which you know uh, a certain coach out there cannot turn down.
0: No, um, not at all. We need a the, Colorado Ole Miss game. Can you imagine the hype between Dion and Lane
1: Kiffin? They might literally put a pro wrestling ring at 50 yard. Yeah. They might literally do that.
0: If Colorado makes a bowl game and Ole Miss doesn't make the playoffs or a New Year's Day bowl, we need Ole Miss Colorado.
1: I don't know how the bowl tie-ins work to make that happen, but we need to make that happen. 522 total yards of offense for Oregon to 199 for Colorado. I think over 100 of that for Colorado came in garbage time. Because I remember when I looked, it was like 464 to 76 or something like that. Oh, so you're talking Iowa numbers. It was Iowa numbers for three quarters of the game. It was bad. Colorado got nothing. It was an absolute shit show performance from Colorado, which... We pretty much told you it was going to happen. My only just it got to the point where I'm like, my God, I've got 70 and a half on the total here. Colorado's not going to be able to score. Oregon, you got half of it at halftime. Let's keep running it up. And they called off the dog. They did. Hey, they did try to run up. Lanning was out for out for some blood here. They ran a fake punt inside yes. their 20 in their inside their own yes, 20 yard line that was great. with a defensive tackle <laughs> in the first quarter. I mean, come on, you know. You, I love it. It's fantastic. It's it was petty all week long, and that it, these are the kinds of things that happen when you have a coach that is uh, writing checks that his team can't cash. And and I don't know if I mentioned it last week. You mentioned that you know one of Colorado's star players is uh, is, is still in the hospital with uh, with a lacerated liver. Maybe he's not there if the coach doesn't run his mouth the way he did last week. Oh, definitely not. The, uh, the, the tempers all fired up ahead of the game. So, you know, I'm not saying that that it was called for or anything like that, but uh, these things happen when you throw gasoline on the fire. The fire has been doused to just some smoke uh, at this point. The opportunity to, to rekindle that fire for the Buffaloes is quite the steep challenge this week as USC comes to town.
0: Yeah, hey, your talk has repercussions. You can't yeah, it talk does. without expecting somebody to respond.
1: Somebody took a late hit. Lanning took, a, and it was still early in the game. It, it, this, this, is not a, this is not a running up the score type. It was not a running up the score decision, but it was a we're better than you and you can't do anything about it decision. It was a very public announcement of Oregon's superiority to Colorado. Uh, in that game, and those kinds of things are going to happen when when you've got a a coach whose message is uh, amplified by the media megaphone to the ridiculous extent that it has been. Yeah, that, maybe after next week it'll it'll quiet down, but I have my doubts.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, that Colorado defense is
1: atrocious,
0: and it'll be interesting yeah. to see what Caleb Williams
1: does to it. Yeah, thanks. Exactly, I thought I, Oregon got Oregon had the ball in the red zone twice, up forty-two nothing, and came out with no points. I don't know how that happened, but I, I, it could have. That final score is not indicative of what a shit-kicking that football game was. That's forty-two to six could have easily been fifty-six or sixty-three to six. No doubt. Before we turn to other highlights,
0: there's a couple of pieces I want to get to because we're talking about wild stats. And there were a few of them this week. A game nobody probably saw, but should have. South Florida beat Rice 42-29. Yeah, it was our loan mortgage play loser, but my God, it was a great game. South Florida quarterback Byron Brown throws her 435 yards. Most of it coming to his receiver, Niam Simmons, who had eight catches, 272, oh, and a touchdown. good lord. And in a losing effort, JT Daniels threw for 432 and three
1: touchdowns. JT Daniels on his, on his 17th season of eligibility.
0: Meanwhile, over in the SEC, South Carolina and Mississippi State put on a show. South Carolina's Xavier Leggett, five receptions, 189 yards two touchdowns whoo and again in the losing effort will rogers had 487 most of that going to lededrick griffin seven catches 256
1: God, we got cats putting up video game numbers this week good lord
0: it was crazy i'm especially interested in brown i'm starting to think that south florida might have turned a corner didn't expect them to be able to beat rice like that and I wonder now if South Florida might be able to put up some numbers against some halfway decent teams and uh you know staying close to Alabama wasn't as impossible as we thought it was.
1: yeah, absolutely now again, I talked about Kyle McCord earlier playing with confidence. you know you can you can get some confidence in the loss and maybe South Florida did that say, hey, we can hang with the big boys maybe let's let, let's build on that so.
0: Who knows. They're at Navy this week. That'll be an interesting test for them. Meanwhile, late night, it was as bad as we thought it was going to be. Fresno State beats Kent 52 to 10. It was 14 nothing less than 5 minutes into the game. <laughs> and then Washington yep. beat Cal 59 to 32. The Huskies were up 14 nothing before they had an offensive
1: play. Yeah, I, I didn't have my eye on that game. The way we were situated at the Apothecary, uh, that game was on directly behind me. So I had I had Ohio State-Notre Dame, the, that, that game finishing on uh, one TV in front of me, and then I think the Texas blowout was on the other one. Uh, the Washington game came on behind me, so I didn't. I, I knew it was on, and then I turned around and I saw that they'd scored two touchdowns. I was like holy crap, what the hell happened? You? And you let me know that, that they hadn't even they hadn't even made a snap yet <laughs> before they did that.
0: When you see that Washington scored fifty nine points and yet Michael Penix only threw for three hundred four, that's why. Edifuan Edifon with a 45-yard pick, six was actually on the first play of the game.
1: Good grief. And
0: then on Cal's next possession, they had to punt, and Romaduzia returns at 83 yards for a touchdown. At 9.13 to go, Washington's up 14 nothing, and has yet to run an
1: offensive play. He's not going to get any Heisman run here, but Romaduzia is an incredible, incredible football player and the fact that he's got a legit Heisman candidate, uh, Michael Penix, throwing footballs to him. Uh, Roma Dudes is going to be a first-round pick in next year's uh, NFL draft. He is a stud, and Michael Penix, like you said, only throws for 304 in two-and-a-half quarters worth of action. He sat down in the third quarter again. Uh, This game was not as close as the final score indicated. Cal got got a couple of junk touchdowns late uh, in garbage, in deep, deep garbage time.
0: A game that was as close as the final score indicated. USC beat Arizona State forty-two twenty-eight, but the Sun Devils were within twenty-four
1: twenty-one midway through the third quarter before USC finally flipped the switch. Yeah, this yeah this game was close, way closer than any business being. I'm I'm keeping as we're as we're shutting down the night. Uh, I, I'm keeping an eye on on my phone and then randomly randomly got a got a call from our. Our old buddy, uh, J.R., who's a USC grad, who but somehow we got butt-dialed and, and we wound up chatting. And they, they, they got the, the score that made the game comfortable uh, while we were on the phone. So he was a little happy about that, but... Uh, Arizona State pushes USC uh, much further than we expected here. USC caught, caught looking ahead to, to Colorado, start thinking about what they could do to that defense. It, did, did, is Colorado still worthy of, of that at this point? I, I kind of think they are, given the special circumstances.
0: Uh, it could be, uh, but Arizona State started doing some odd stuff. They had Scadaboo, the running back, playing Wildcat quarterback at times, and it seemed to ignite that offense a bit. And finally, on the island, Hawaii beats New Mexico State twenty to seventeen. It took a field goal at the buzzer. Actually, it wouldn't be the buzzer. That's basketball. At the gun,
1: at the gun, to win the
0: game. Come on, man. I mean, thanks for you know pushing the minus three. But you should have beaten New Mexico State pretty easily. Damn, you really really should have. But all I gotta see now is you better do the job to New to New
1: Mexico. Don't be, don't be too hard on the bows. Don't be too hard on the bows. If you're interested in going to Hawaii or any other such tropical location, need a vacation, get away from life, hit up our girl Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel. Whether it's tropical destinations, all major cruise lines, California, Florida, Disney, Universal, all that stuff. Hit up, hit up Wendy. She can take care of all your travel needs. Hook you up with custom itineraries for you and your traveling crew. She takes care of all the details. Color coded packing list. You know, just just every little thing you you don't think about when you're trying to set up your vacation. She will think about it for you. Find her on social media: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at WP Magic Journeys. Tell her you heard about her on sixth year seniors. She'll give you twenty five dollars off your next trip deposit. Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel. She makes the plans. You make the memories.
0: Let's get back to the college football. Missouri put together another really good non-conference victory this week, beating Memphis 34-27. The Tigers are unbeaten. They probably will be after they play Vandy this week. That means Missouri will probably be unbeaten when they face LSU on October 7th. Do they have any
1: shot? In beating LSU. Is the game in Columbia or Baton Rouge? It is at home. They're playing with enough confidence where I think they can make that game interesting and make LSU fight for LSU struggled uh, this week at home against a shaky Arkansas team. So I'm, I'm not convinced that LSU can, can can go go back out on the road and convince, convincingly handle Missouri.
0: And they have a big enough game coming up this week
1: against Mississippi, also on the road. Could be a trap game. Could totally be a trap game. That's that's a that's a prime spot for the Tigers there for the Missouri Tigers to catch the LSU Tigers, perhaps. Missouri playing with a lot of confidence here. They've already got that win over Kansas State earlier in the season. Maybe they're the uh, SEC team we're not thinking about. Not that they have any shot of winning the uh, the SEC East, but hey, you know if you can sneak up on some people and and, and actually be somewhat legit, maybe the the power in the SEC is finally flip, flipping back to the SEC East after all these years.
0: And Missouri does have another first-round guaranteed draft pick at wide receiver. This kid, Luther Burden, is
1: damn good. He's good. He's really good. He's a problem.
0: In the group of five, your Troy Trojans picked up a good win over Western Kentucky, 27-24. Kamani Vidal, 156 yards and a couple of touchdowns.
1: Yeah, that's the run game that they weren't able to establish at Kansas State, that they weren't able to establish against James Madison. Fayetteville comes back; it's 150 and change on the ground here. Uh, Troy looked good. Western Kentucky looked good too. It was a good football game.
0: And your brother from another mother apparently thought football was more important than a wedding. He throws for
1: 349 for the Trojans. Yeah, he, he t- t- turns out turns out he couldn't make the wedding, so you know, it is what it is.
0: A couple of weeks after nearly losing to New Hampshire, Central Michigan defeats South Alabama 34-30. What the hell? Bama was coming off a victory
1: over Oklahoma State. Letdown game. That's as simple as you can put it. The letdown game doesn't make any sense, but things are weird. And South Alabama's going to look back at that one and like say, "Ew, what? What the hell?" That game right there could could be a New Year's Six buster for you for USA. Yeah, exactly. Go so right down to it. Yeah.
0: Meanwhile, we find out how good the Big Ten is. Because it took Indiana four overtimes to defeat Akron, twenty-nine
1: twenty-seven. What are we doing, Akron? Another another uh, instance of you should have gone for two when you had the chance to win the game, and didn't. So it's just stupid.
0: DJ Irons is just electric. Indiana couldn't stop him, and, and I, I'm with you here. They should have gone for two in the first overtime. They made enough two-point conversions throughout the game. It wouldn't have been a surprise. They definitely had the offensive ingenuity to do something unique. They should have done it right then and there in
1: the first overtime. You're a big-time underdog. You're on the road. If you have the opportunity to end the game on your terms, you should always take it. And they didn't. And it was predictable what was going to happen after that. But whatever.
0: Did you see the uh, the two-point conversion that won the game for the Hoos?
1: I did not.
0: It was pretty cool. Tavon Jackson, their quarterback, motions out to wide receiver. Their running back gets in uh, in the shotgun, in the Wildcat. Tavon goes in motion back toward the center of the field. They pitch back to Tavon, and one of the running backs floats out into the end zone, so Jackson oh, nice. throws the winning touchdown pass to the running back. It was sweet. And it was, they were all wide open because as soon as Jackson went out wide and came back, it, it, it just screwed up Akron. They didn't know what to do. And they, they
1: left the running back wide open in the flat. They thought they were going wildcat. The defense pinches in waiting for the, yeah, freeze up the seams on the edge.
0: Taven Jackson's a good little quarterback. Uh, Indiana's a bad team, but when you got him in the right spot. I agree with that. Yeah. He, he could be good.
1: He can make some plays.
0: The Sun Belt and Mountain West put together a trio of really fun games. Texas State beat Nevada 35 24. Ismail Mahdi runs for 216 yards and a couple of touchdowns. And uh, thank you, Nevada, for the late meaningless touchdown.
1: <laughs>
0: Wyoming beat Appalachian State 22 19. Ja'Cory Hawkins blocks a 47 yard field goal with a buck 52 to go. That was the winning touchdown. Andrew Peasley, who remember, he was only hurt against Texas Tech, not injured. Not injured. Hurt. Five for 15 for 31 yards in his first game back, but he did have a nine yard rushing touchdown that was key. After the
1: blocked field goal, at, got the ball back, went down, threw an interception that got overturned because of a I don't know if it was review or a penalty and then on the very next play through another interception yeah. to lose the game so, i, I yeah.
0: if i remember correctly i think it was a i think it was an
1: out of bounds review okay gotcha
0: and then james madison beats utah state 45 38 jordan mcleod is becoming a dude four touchdowns 364 yards and he ran for two more
1: james madison's got some guys man the win at Troy, the win at uh the win uh at Virginia beat Utah State. Dukes are looking good, man. they but they're still they're still ineligible for the Sunbelt title, right?
0: That is correct,
1: unfortunately.
0: So stupid. They they tried to get their eligibility shortened over the uh over the summer. Actually I think it was like April, the NCAA came back and said, Nope, you're still ineligible for twenty twenty three.
1: So stupid.
0: A team the NCAA should find ineligible for just about any postseason endeavor. Let's talk about the Iowa Hawkeyes, who failed to score against Penn State. Therefore, the points on a pole beam didn't have to
1: change. I did change it this morning to update the final score to indicate that Iowa had lost a game. I have not put the the, the record on the uh, on the books yet. Uh, but that drops Iowa to three and one. They have to. They they have to be able to go to a bowl game to uh, uh, for this to continue. This was a shit show. This was absolute garbage. Uh, by the from way, uh, it an was, alleged it, Big Ten offense.
0: Yeah. By the way, it was Penn State thirty-one, Iowa nothing. Iowa gained just seventy-six yards the entire game. Why are they
1: waiting till the end of the season to to pull the trigger? This is so stupid. This is this is anemic football and i know penn state's got a good defense and i'm starting to wonder if penn state might actually be on the level of their two division counterparts penn state's looked really good this season and i can't wait for them to uh do they catch ohio state first or they catch michigan first
0: i believe it's ohio state first i was actually just going to look to see which one
1: they had at home and which on the road
0: they're at ohio state and then three weeks later they host michigan
1: I'm looking forward to the first matchup that they catch there with Ohio because that could be that could be a game changer. We you know, we've been talking this whole time Ohio State, Michigan, who wins the big game, gonna go Penn State is good enough to be the fly in the ointment here. Keep an eye on the Nittany Lions. That I know it's just Iowa, but just to be as dominant as they were Saturday night was was quite impressive. Penn State's got something going.
0: I'm just not sure if we know anything about Penn State yet, nor will we until they play Ohio State. West Virginia, they beat 38-15. We now know that West Virginia's trash. Delaware, Illinois, Illinois' is trash. Iowa, next are at Northwestern. They get a bye. Then they play UMass before Ohio State. We're not going to know if they're any good until they step on the field against the Buckeyes.
1: That's fair, but I, I let me throw this out there. They haven't really played with their food yet. They have. They've gone out here and and taken care of business. So. Yeah,
0: I just I I don't know. I I'm also not also sure Drew about Al- yet.
1: Dr- Drew Aller might be pretty good too. See, he th- might be better than than we're thinking.
0: I, see, I and I think I said this in the previews. Penn State could go ten and two, win their bowl game, and we still will never know if they're any good or not.
1: Perhaps. Like I said, so long as they – if they're not playing with their food, the longer they do that, the more impressed I'm going to be with them. So.
0: Well, we'll see because they take on mighty
1: Northwestern this week. and Yeah, we'll see how much food they play with then, yeah.
0: Northwestern somehow upsets Minnesota
1: 37-34 in overtime.
0: They score the final 21 points of the fourth quarter, then cap it with a Ben Bryant to Charlie Mangieri touchdown pass
1: on the first play of overtime. How in the world,
0: yeah, how in the world does Northwestern beat Minnesota?
1: Yeah, I don't know on this. It just how you blow a three-touchdown lead to Northwestern in the fourth quarter is beyond me. I've got nothing.
0: So now when Northwestern wins the Big Ten East division and Howard beats them two weeks from now, does Howard get to claim the Big Ten East title? um Oh wait, that's the West. That's the West. That's right. I know
1: what you. Yeah, I, yeah, I know what you're going with that. All oh, y'all look Let's alike see, in so the big West. Or in the Washington, big Washington State has a claim having beaten Wisconsin. North Carolina has a claim having beaten Minnesota, but Northwestern's also beaten Minnesota. So yeah, if Howard can beat North, well, I think Howard may have the inside track right now. Ridiculous. If they can win the game,
0: Absolutely ridiculous. And just think, next year, when there's 22 teams in the Big Ten, how are they going to do that? How are you going to have a Big Ten title game?
1: That's what the sane ones of us said the moment they announced all this crap. I, I do know there will be a possibility, the way they have to make the schedules, people have already talked about it, where you could, in theory, have three undefeated teams in league play. I
0: said that was going to happen in one of the major conferences in the next
1: two years. Yeah, it, it could happen.
0: And, and then what? Do you flip a coin, or are you on the Sagarin ratings, or do you see whose bag of money is worth more to the playoff committee?
1: Well, you just answered your own question right there cuz it's all going to come down to money no matter what they come up with. They'll figure out some tiebreaker to maximize the opportunity to make the most money.
0: Right now there are so many schools trying to find Baby Doll's phone number to get photos of our <laughs> committee members. Meanwhile, in the pack 2, Washington State can now claim the title with a 38-35 victory over Oregon State.
1: Big win for the Cougs there. They're on a roll now.
0: They're champs. They win. It's
1: They're all champs. over. They're going print, to print, print the shirts.
0: Cam Ward, 404 yards, four touchdowns. And I guess you you got to hope now. you got to root for Washington State. If the good guys are going to win, it's going to be Washington
1: State. And and there's no divisions in the Pac-12 again this year either, so let's just keep rooting for Oregon State too. Maybe they can catch all the tiebreakers.
0: And now I guess you also have to root for Oregon State to be the spoiler. Uh, for instance, exactly. they're playing Utah at home this Friday night.
1: Go it's a good. That's a good Friday night game. That is. That is.
0: Utah did defeat UCLA 14-7. to uh, Kareem Reed picked off Dante Moore and returned it for a pick six on the first play of the game. And that pretty much put
1: UCLA in a hole that they could never get out of. UCLA's offense has been churning along right now, and Utah shut them down. That Utes defense is really, really good. I'm confident of that.
0: And by the way, Nate Johnson continued to play quarterback for Utah. There was rumbling late in the week that Cam Rising was going to play, so much so that that number jumped from 4.5 to 6. But Mm. apparently, Vegas didn't know what they were talking about in this case. Interesting. In the Big 12... Kansas defeats BYU in BYU's Big 12 opener, 38-27. Jalen Daniels, three touchdown passes. And Kansas's defense scores on a fumble and an interception return.
1: The The new Big 12 teams did not fare too well in their, uh, their openers this week. No, they did not, no. no it's
0: Central Florida also lost to Kansas State, 44-31. Uh, DJ Giddens. 207 yards on the ground and four touchdowns for Kansas State. Mm. Add to that eight catches and 86 yards.
1: That's uh, that's efficiency right there. Good grief.
0: We talked about LSU and Arkansas. LSU wins that game 34-31. They needed a Damian Ramos 20-yard field goal as time expired.
1: Yeah, uh, LSU caught playing with their food this week. Uh, Arkansas led that game early, and I was like, hmm, what's going on here? Arkansas came back, tied the game late, and then LSU ran the clock out and just and just squeezed squeezed the life out of Arkansas and then kicked it at the gun. It was a bummer of a finish because that could have been fun.
0: LSU has a pair of receivers everybody needs to watch out for, too. I tell you, man, the, the, the draft this year of receivers is going to be insane. Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas, Jr., Everybody talks about neighbors, but Thomas might be actually be the better receiver.
1: There are a couple of dudes, man. Those guys can go. We got receivers. The quarterback class coming out is going to be great. It's going to be a fun NFL draft this year. I'm not a draft guy, but it's going to be a fun draft.
0: Over in the Mountain West, your Boise State Broncos defeated San Diego State 34-31. They finally let Ashton Genty loose. He runs for 205 and a pair of touchdowns.
1: It never really felt like Boise was in trouble in this game, but they let San Diego State hang around just enough where it kind of felt like they could be. They had to recover the onside kick late, and all's well that ends well for, for the Broncos. They've won a shit ton of conference games in a row. They are like, I can't remember what it is, 16 and 1 over the last 17 conference games, but they can't win a, non- a big non conference game to save their life. So who knows?
0: Well, they got a shot this week. Granted, it's on the road. They're at, they're at Memphis.
1: On ESPN two, one p.m. Vegas. You gotta time. have it. If you're the if you're the Broncos, you gotta have it.
0: Finally, in the Sun Belt, Georgia State upsets Coastal Carolina, thirty to seventeen. Marcus Carroll, hundred and fifty yards in the game, deciding TD. Man, that Eastern Division is going to be rough. Every game is going to come down to the wire.
1: Oh yeah, it's 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 going to be really good. The the division is loaded.
0: I, there it is. I can see that division champ finishing with two losses easily.
1: Oh, sure. Absolutely.
0: And meanwhile, Troy over the other side is going to say, hey, beat the hell out of each other. We'll come visit you late.
1: Absolutely.
0: So that's it for the past week. Let's look ahead. We're starting on Thursday, 430 Vegas time on ESPN Temple at Tulsa. Two bad teams, but it could be an entertaining football game.
1: Could be. We'll see about that.
0: E.J. Warner, Kurt's son, needs to start producing. I hope I'm not a year too
1: early on Temple. You might be, but we'll see.
0: Middle Tennessee and Western Kentucky is on CBS Sports. Big game in Conference
1: USA. Yep, we'll see if the uh, we'll see if the Toppers can bounce back after last week's loss at Troy.
0: And interesting little. Uh, Gimmick match here at 5 p.m. on ESPNU. It's the two newest FBS teams, Jacksonville State, at Sam Houston, Conference USA battle.
1: Have you seen the total on that game?
0: Yes. It is lower than the Iowa-Michigan State game. It is 36 and a half as we speak. My God,
1: Sam Houston's offense is atrocious.
0: And Jacksonville State could easily shut them out.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Jack State won this weekend, so big win for them.
0: On Friday, 4 p.m., big ACC matchup, Louisville at North Carolina State on ESPN.
1: NC State needed a field goal at the gun to escape Charlottesville and beat Virginia Friday night. That was a a big winner at the casino, by the way. If you need a field goal to beat Virginia, you might have problems here. But um, that being said, this... This could be a, a problem for Louisville because State might be uh, licking their own wounds here and might be you know backed into a corner. We need to do something to get our season back on track here. I expect the Wolfpack to give the Cards a, a fight in Raleigh Friday night.
0: Mentioned the Utah-Oregon State game on Fox Sports 1 already. That's 6 p.m. Vegas. That's going to be a good one. Then Louisiana Tech at UTEP. Bad football game
1: on CBS Sports. Oof. Yeah, bad football indeed.
0: And a late-night get-back on Friday, Cincinnati at BYU on ESPN, seven fifteen Vegas.
1: Cincinnati going out to the mountains to take on BYU. This feels like a culture class.
0: It really does. And, see, this is where BYU is going to have that advantage in the Big 12, at least for the first couple of years, as teams come to them for the first time and experience altitude. Yeah. On Saturday morning, we have some good games to start out with on ABC – Clemson, at Syracuse, could they go
1: 0-3 in the ACC? Syracuse might be decent. They might be. Clemson has had issues with Syracuse in the past. The Orange will be up for this game. Clemson's laying 6.5 on the road right now. Keep your eye on that one. That's a very, very, very interesting game.
0: Florida is at Kentucky on ESPN. And of course... Prime Time is hosting USC
1: on Fox. Coach Prime, Coach Prime, Coach Prime, Coach Prime, Coach Prime. If you're a college football uh, podcast, you have to say that a certain uh, minimum number of times to keep to keep going. I've got USC laying 21 and a half right now. I don't think that's big enough. Oh, not at you know. all.
0: Not at all. It'd it, it have to be four touchdowns before I get away from it. Just a spoiler there for
1: Wednesday. Yeah, after us after I saw what I saw last week, it's hard for me to uh, to think otherwise.
0: I mean, USC's defense is
1: bad, but they're not that bad. But USC's offense is probably better than Oregon's offense. You think?
0: Yeah, and I don't think USC will lay off.
1: No, because they've they've heard all the same stuff for the last month that everybody else has. This is where, yeah, sandra says he has receipts everybody else has the receipts since then so yeah
0: couple of good games on the undercard at the same time south alabama at james madison on espnu and on the sec network texas a&m
1: at arkansas uh yeah a&m and arkansas relegated to the sec network man that's that's usually a that's usually a better game there that game i believe is uh yes and confirmed uh here in dallas at at&t stadium which is weird. I don't know why they insist on playing that game-neutral site, but I guess they're trying to be like Texas and Oklahoma or something, but they've been doing that for at least 10 years. It's stupid.
0: And, uh, by the way, on B- the Big Ten secondary network, Penn State
1: at Northwestern.
0: Huge, oh, huge God, game.
1: Dude. That one's on Big Ten Plus or whatever <laughs> it is? <laughs> I-,
0: I think it's called Big Ten Alternative.
1: Okay, the, uh, yeah. So sometimes they, they double up and they give you an extra, yeah, gotcha, yeah.
0: Yeah, because for some reason, the Big Ten thought Louisiana at Minnesota is a better
1: game. Well, according to Vegas, it's twice as better a game. <laughs> <laughs> and that's after Minnesota lost to Northwestern last week. Yeah, Minnesota's only favored by 12.5. Penn State's favored by
0: 26.5. On the twelve thirty slate, you mentioned Georgia. They are going to Auburn. That's your SEC on
1: CBS game. Auburn, running out of time to, to try to try to find themselves here. That I, I and I know that was the only their first loss this season, but they haven't looked great otherwise. Big opportunity to to get a big scalp here at home for Auburn, Georgia on the road. Uh traditionally a, a, a big time rivalry game, but man it's I'm struggling to see how Auburn makes this interesting, but stranger things have happened.
0: The twelve thirty slate isn't that great, but there's a few interesting things to catch. On ABC, Kansas is at Texas. On the Big Ten Network, Indiana, as I mentioned in the right spot, could do some things. They're at
1: Maryland. I think that's a good spot. Maryland Maryland jumped out to a 4-0 start. They haven't played nobody, but the fact that they've won those games is uh, is interesting. Even even if one of them was 31-9 against Michigan State this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that, that, is, that is an interesting little game there. We'll see if Indiana's got anything for Maryland. Uh, and it's not like, and you mentioned Kansas at Texas. It's not like Kansas has ever beaten Texas or anything like that before, and embarrassed them in front of the world. So, you know that could be a. a we're, nah, we're still we're still a couple of weeks away from the Red River Shootout because thing maybe Texas gets caught looking ahead, but not quite yet. Oh, not not yet, no. Two uh, more
0: weeks. Couple of group of five games worth noting on ESPNU, Northern Illinois at Toledo, and mentioned before on CBS Sports South Florida at Navy.
1: Keep your eye on that one.
0: Yeah, South Florida Navy, I think that is possibly the the winner of that's going to have the inside track to get into a bowl game, whereas the team that loses may find themselves wishing they had another win by the end of the season. At, that's, a good, that's a good point. At 1 p.m., Boise at Memphis, ESPN2. Let Genty run. Good
1: game there. Good game there.
0: At three, you got LSU at Mississippi. Loser might as well pack it up and go home. That's on ESPN.
1: Uh, Not quite, but it would for Ole Miss. Not quite for LSU, at least in terms of uh, the SEC goes. But you know, the nightmare scenario here for the SEC is a two-loss SEC West team beating Georgia in the SEC. Oh yeah, that would be bad. That's the nightmare scenario there. So we'll, we'll we'll see. Uh, of the whole slate of the day, that's in the top three, LSU Ole Miss. That's a good game.
0: I don't know if I'd put it in the top three, but definitely top five. 430 has a – to me, this is one of the best games of the day. On ABC, Notre Dame at Duke.
1: College game day, going to Durham for the first time. It's going to be a happening. I'm guessing they're going to pull Coach K out of retirement to get him to pick games. That's my guess. I don't know. Then he can come out and he can pick against North Carolina because, you know, they retired me in the fun. They, he can't pick against Carolina this week because Carolina's off. They yeah, so <laughs> he doesn't even have to talk about Carolina. They can totally bring him out of the mothballs. Yeah. Meanwhile,
0: on the SEC network, you got South Carolina at Tennessee. And dear God, NBC, are you trying to kill us? Michigan State <laughs> and
1: Iowa. I don't have a total on that Thir- thirty seven,
0: 37
1: oh god that's right you mentioned it earlier good grief yeah this is one of the i'm pretty sure this game was pre-selected earlier you know in the off season not exactly breaking right for uh, the old peacock there to have that on the on the main channel there that's that's horrible
0: at 5 p.m you have san diego state at air force on cbs sports and then at six that's really late for this game on ESPN Alabama at Mississippi state who's going to still be sober and like you know conscious to watch that game at that time
1: well the, the 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 deal is is the games in Starkville so they'll have the you'll have the hum of the cowbells blaring for three and a half hours it might keep you up we're still at we're still this is this should be the last week of those real weird uh time slots here it, it's it sort of standardizes generally after uh after we get to uh, into October full blast
0: and then two horrible late night get back games Washington at Arizona on the PAC
1: 12 network mm.
0: Nevada at Fresno on Fox
1: sports one just oh Lord. yeah
0: it just t- take your significant other out once again forget about these uh, Fre- games
1: Fresno State Nevada Fresno 24 and a half point favorite the total is 22 so. <laughs> Some, that infos you so
0: somehow Nevada's going to score negative points. Is that what you're saying? Yes,
1: that's exactly what I'm saying. That, that game will be a shutout. it, it, it So for, take Fresno, and, and if you think they could score 52.5 points, take the over. If not, take the under. <laughs> Spoiler alert. That's all I got. I got nothing
0: else. That's all I got as well. We will come back on Wednesday and try to produce some money-making winners for you. We actually came close. I Hey, mortgage plays are back. That was good. I yes. almost got the 500. I thought I had a good day going uh, until late night killed me. Mikey, you actually made a comeback on late night.
1: It was a bloodbath early in the day. My God.
0: But we'll talk more about that on Wednesday on the gambling edition of 60 Year Seniors. Meanwhile, right now, we're going to get out of
1: here and, uh, I don't know, lick our wounds? Um, I, I know what you're going to do. You're going uh, to set your fantasy baseball lineup for the rest of the week. you got some cash to play for, buddy. That's
0: very true. That's yeah. very true. It, since the uh, defending champ got knocked out in the first round, uh, somebody has to pick up the slack on this podcast,
1: apparently. The defending champ didn't get knocked out. In the, the defending champ got knocked out in the first round of the consolation bracket. All right? my problem my problem was is that my my bats took 8 weeks to get warmed up and by the time they, that uh Austin Riley and uh Michael Harris finally started hitting it was too late for for my poor offense so i i could never get it back i tried i i made a i made a brief run in july to try to make it interesting but it never never got close enough to to do there so now it's up to you to uh to to end the end the poison that is BVA in the uh in the finals of the of the tournament we can't let him win of anybody in the of anybody in the league we can't let him win
0: if my hitters can hit just 260 i'll take it because i my pitching staff i know is going to throw phenomenally and i've got guys set up where they're they're throwing twice this week so i'm, I'm thrilled about that spencer strider sonny gray george kirby my pitching staff has been phenomenal I even, I even got Bailey Ober coming back, and it looks like he might throw twice. I just need the offense to produce a little bit.
1: Is BVA the Duke basketball of our fantasy baseball league? Oh, yeah,
0: most definitely. Most okay, definitely. Okay, I just want to make sure. Okay. I mean, he, that's going he, to make me want to go through and about, figure out who everybody else is. He bitches and moans about every rule change we make and then creates these. Obnoxious trades that nobody will take and then claims that they're fair value trades that you have to negotiate as if you're trying to end World War Two to get
1: something out of them. He he shot me. He shot me. We were we were talking some shop early and I'm like, you know, maybe I can maybe I can pluck a keeper or something out Who's the 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 pitcher for the Cubs who fell off here at the end of the year? I was tra- he was he was interested in moving him, and he'd had a great year. I was like, oh, that might be a, a good hand to have because I'm I think I'm going to dump Aaron Nola after this season. He 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 just screwed me all season long. We were talking shop, and he throws out this trade request to uh, that included Shane McClanahan. And he's like, yeah, McC- yeah, McClanahan's uh, McClanahan's hurt right now, but he's a great a great keeper option for next year. I look up my, the, the latest on, on McClanahan's injury. It's like, yeah, it's looking like he's going to need Tommy John surgery. I'm like, Jesus Christ! And then, and then the next day, they actually announce he's having Tommy John surgery. So I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not touching that. <laughs> I'm so, I'm sorry, too You fucking kidding me?
0: Yeah, that, that's another Sirocco waiting to happen. That guy's going to be injured for like four years
1: straight. Oh, man, it sucks for Tampa too. It's brutal
0: speaking of tampa bay i am still riding a 25 to 1 world series bet on the rays i'm going to become a huge tampa bay fan in about the next few weeks
1: the lady asked me today she said um are you interested in going to if, if the rangers make the playoffs you want to go to the go, go see the Rangers?" i said only if tampa's playing if, if tampa's not uh playing the rangers I, I don't want to go see there were the rangers hey we going on to a tangent here the rangers swept this weekend Swept the Mariners, yeah, needed. that was huge, and the Royals also swept the Astros. So after it's been a wild, wild swing in the AL West with just these wild ebbs and flows. The Mariners got hot, and the Astros, and then it was, it, it was, it was like it was Texas's turn now. So all of a sudden, after looking like they're they're flirting with you know just being left out of the playoffs altogether, Texas enters the final week of the season with a two and a half game lead in the division. It's just freaking bonkers right now but if they win the division there's no possible way tampa could play texas here unless they both make the alcs so it, it, it'll be interesting. October, always great because you got college football and the NFL full blast, playoff baseball, and then you got basketball and hockey starting at the same time. R- one of the best month of the, sports months of the year just because you got everything going on. So uh, it's right around the corner. Maybe the weather will finally cool off here at 6th or Senior South, although it's not going to matter because the shoot job's got me traveling for the next four weeks, someone to be everywhere but here. So it'll be interesting. We'll see what happens. I've got nothing else for the listening audience. I've rambled long enough i wow that, that
0: that that was a that was a great finishing monologue there why don't you just send us home with like ranger greats you know josh hamilton uh pudge rodriguez
1: uh who else you got <laughs> for, for rafael palmero mm-hmm. juan gonzalez nolan ryan shan ho park oh um um, um mike napoli uh, and who was the guy, who was the guy, I'm trying to, who was the pitcher game four of the 2011 World Series? He was eight and two thirds in and, and they came out and, and the crowd was like begging, begging Ron Washington to leave him in the game. And, and, and he took the ball from him. And remember last week, I, I don't know if we were, at, maybe it was Wednesday or whatnot, where I, where I said that Joe Buck read the, the the Nick Chubb injury and the crowd reacted live on television. Oh, yes, sucker yes. Friend. Anyway, That one, the one where they took the ball from, God, I can see the kid with the goofy hair when they took the ball from the kid with eight and two-thirds of a World Series that far from a complete game shutout in the World Series. The crowd's dismay when Wash took the ball from him for the final out. Was, was just an all-timer cuz they they had the the debate live on the mound. He's like, "Please, please let me in. I just I I just one more batter. Please, please, please." And watch is like, "No, I'm not I, I'm not playing around with this." Takes the ball, in the crowd. Oh! And then they give him the standing ovation. It was all all-time great. All time great uh, reaction. Even though I cannot remember what the pitcher's name was, and I guess it's not going to come to me. So for all those dudes, and wait, 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 the best and, producer in the wait, business. And
0: before you go, we're just elongating this forever. But and the Dallas television reporter who was standing out at AT and T Park during the World Series, San Francisco and 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 Texas, and said, "Hey, I think I smell some weed around
1: here." <laughs> That wasn't Newey Scruggs, was
0: it? I don't know, but that was just hilarious. Because oh, that was around the time of of, of Timmy. Yeah, I, yeah I, 20, that would have been, yeah, yeah. been 2010. Let yeah. Timmy smoke.
1: Oh, man. For all those dudes, the newscaster who smelled some weed and the best producer in the business, Sound Caps. I'm Mikey Watson. We'll come back Wednesday. We're going to lick our wounds from a bad, uh, bad week of gambling, uh, but we're going to make up for it with free picks the rest of the season, and we're going to do it right here on Sixth Year Season.